Today's episode of The Media Files is supported by Lift Period. Lift Period provides first-time menstruators with everything they need to prepare them for their first period. This is a new and exciting time in your child's life, and Lift Period is determined to give your child a better experience of starting their period than any of you had. No more embarrassing conversations or hiding tampons up their sleeve. Periods aren't weird or gross, and Lift Period is here to help them celebrate, not just tolerate. Buy a box today at liftperiod.com and use code MEDIAFILES5 to get $5 off. That's liftperiod.com. For me, it's 7.41 p.m. on April 10th, 2022, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair, two people this time, very rarely do we ever get two co-hosts, but the hosts of Very Good Music, a VGM podcast, Bedroth, who's been here before, and first time on The Media Files, shoot Kapow, welcome to the Media Files. Uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, pretty pretty cool show we got here. Just super yeah, happy to have to you. Back. Ha- happy to uh, <laughs> squeeze into the very small and elite Media Files studio here with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to say the, the closet, it does look a little bit smaller in here with uh, with three people. With three people, yes. Cozy, <laughs> you know, um, what's the... Uh, Cozy is a good word. You, okay, last time you were on the show, Bedroth. I believe we mentioned, we talk about musicals, you and I do, but have you ever seen Oklahoma? Yes, I have. Wait, no, no. I'm thinking of nope. the uh, Calamity Jane <laughs> musical. <laughs> there's a, there's a song in Oklahoma where, uh, they're, they're, t- one of the, one of the girls is talking about b- him building a house for her and them, you know, getting married and she wants him to build a house. And he says, big enough for two and not for three. That's how I feel about this closet. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Just well. just big enough for two. <laughs> but it's cozy with three. Anyways, Shukapal, super happy to have you here. I'm really happy to have you guys on this episode also because this is a topic that I'm I don't think I'm an expert in. A topic that I I don't have a lot of expertise in. Just a passing enjoyment of. But Shoot Kapow, I understand that you are um, the resident expert here, at least more than me. Um, I think that when it comes to the uh, the overall topic here, I'm probably the resident expert. Oh, you've Shoot got Kapow it. Okay. does have an appreciation, um, but probably is on more equal footing with you with regard to this particular franchise. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Today on The Media Files, we are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic 
Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the follow-up to 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog and follows the super-fast blue rodent and his two-tailed fox friend Miles Tails Prower as they go against Dr. Robotnik and the red echidna Knuckles in search of the Master Emerald. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was released in the United States on April 8, 2022 and is directed by Jeff Fowler. Jason Marsden and Tika Sumter are back as Sonic's adopted parents. Jim Carrey and Ben Schwartz return as Dr. Robotnik in The Voice of Sonic and Idris Elba and Colleen O'Shaughnessy are introduced as the voices of Knuckles and Tails. Wait, okay, so we're talking about the movie. Yes, yes, the film Sonic the Hedgehog. Be- because, because I just I just spent all day yesterday doing a speed run of this game with with my kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know they'd made a sequel. What are we? When I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding, of course. Yeah, and um, I do have to correct you on one minor thing. We are introducing Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails in the movie verse. But she has Correct, actually been yes. portraying the uh, two-tailed fox for quite a while in other Sonic media, which which I think is really, really cool that they brought her in to do this voice. Well, and and to be fair, uh, was introduced at the end, uh, a post-credit sequence at the end of the first movie. If we're being if we're going to be super technical. That's true also. Um, but but true. yes, you you are right. I, I do think it's super cool that Colleen O'Shaughnessy gets brought back as the voice of Tails, um, a, a voice that most people would be super familiar with. Because, uh, yeah, she's actually outlasted a couple of different Sonics and Knucklesons uh, in media. Uh, she's been Tails pretty consistently for a while now. So that is it's so cool that they that they actually allowed her to do the voice. And um kind of makes me wish that Jaleel White was returning as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, but I'm I'm really happy with Ben Schwartz also. Oh yeah, Ben Schwartz has done a fantastic job, and, and Sonic has been voiced by by different actors over the years. I, I don't know all of their names. Jaleel White is the one that I've got sort of the nostalgia for. Same. But Ben Schwartz, who you, Shuka Pao, know as the voice of Dewey Duck in DuckTales. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, does a, a fantastic job here. And of course, uh, um, I'm sure Kyle, that you and I know him as uh, also as John Ralphio in Parks John and Ralphio. Recreation. <laughs> Who we do get a uh, a little Easter egg to is John Ralphio in this movie. We do. I uh, see. There were so many Easter eggs in this thing that just kind of went over my head. Um, what? What? When was this? There is a and and if you, if you want to go in blind, we're not going to talk super spoilers about this movie on this podcast. Um, but if you want to go in super blind, you can wait until after you watch it. I mean, we're not there, there. There's also not uh, there's not a whole lot really to spoil yeah. here for anybody who wants to see this movie. You, you kind of you're, you're going to know what's going to happen from the beginning. But th- there is one particular thing that Kyle, I'm pretty sure we're not going to talk we about. We won't the mention correct, scene, right? Okay. Two, yeah, well, that is two particular things that I can think of. On their own. But there is a scene where Sonic the Hedgehog is sitting on the on the couch and he says something is the worst, which is a quote directly from Jean <laughs> Ralphio. Oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> man. I need to rewatch Parks and Rec. It's been too long because I didn't it's a catch fantastic that. series. Uh, uh, let's let's start with you. Shoot Kapow. What are your overall thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Uh, I think uh, starting off that it was an excellent movie. Um, my friend RJ, who uh, we mentioned on this show a couple times and even brought him on for an episode, he is a huge Sonic fan, and he uh, I went to see the movie with him yesterday, and it was he he was like 
super hyped the whole time. You know how it's always so much better to see a movie with somebody who is really, really into it? Oh, absolutely. So we, yes. we had that experience because our RJ, RJ was, was so into this movie. Yeah. Um, Lemon Boy also came with us. It's it's a little past his bedtime here uh, in uh, in our time zone as we record, or he'd be with us too. But uh, Lemon Boy uh, is 10. RJ is your age, right? 16? Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So right at, at the ends of probably the real target demographic for this movie. And I think it, it, it hit it out of the park. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, there were also a lot of really cool, like, references. Um, I, like, Tails, of course, is super accurate to how he's portrayed in the games. Uh, there were music cues throughout the movie, like, of course, uh, Tom's ringtone being Green Hills. Uh, when Sonic scene, is drowning. Yeah, one scene in the when Sonic's drowning, the little subtle... Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, more stuff, because there was definitely more. The movie really was packed full of a lot of references and Easter eggs that I'm sure even a lot of them went over my head. And I've played a lot of the Sonic games and grew up with a lot of the Sonic games and am familiar, at least passively, of a lot of the Sonic media. And I caught some of the references, but definitely not all of them. I know there were things, and I know especially there were music cues in the terms of the soundtrack and the original uh, compositions in this film that I missed. That being said, I still caught a lot of them, and I thought that, you know, Sonic is kind of a interesting property in that there are a handful of video games, there's been some cartoons, but nothing ultra major in terms of media from this until these movies have come out. And yet the fandom for Sonic the Hedgehog is just through the roof. Uh, the people that are that are Sonic the Hedgehog fans are like like really big Sonic the Hedgehog fans to the point that they have like hedgehog avatars of themselves. Well, t- to be a, a diehard fan of Sonic you really have to be a loyal fan because Sonic has gone through so much over over these 30 years. And um, I, I will, cor- um, not really a correction, but just kind of a clarification. When, when Sonic first hit the scene, but then especially with Sonic 2, because of how much Sega played it up and played Sonic up as a rival, to Mario, um, yes. that was that was really huge. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog two was the first, if I'm not mistaken, first simultaneous worldwide release of a game where it released at the same time all over the world, not just in jo- not in Japan, not in North America, but e- everywhere. Um, Sonic two, what Sonic Tuesday was the day that it was released to the world, and Sega made a ginormous deal out of it. Now since then. It's kind of been downhill in a lot of ways. Um, Sonic 3 was big, but not quite as big, and actually is one of the things that possibly eventually rips Sega apart, is some of the infighting over things in Sonic 3. And then modern Sonic, it's beloved by a lot of people. RJ actually, um, Sugar Pao's friend in particular, really loves uh, the Sonic Adventure era and uh, the ca- how the characters were portrayed in that era. And for me, that, that was a, a big change. It wasn't necessarily a drop in quality, but a big change from the, the side-scrolling 2D Sonics I grew up with. But then after 2006, 
when Sonic's most widely panned game was released. It was really, really hit and miss for a long time until Sonic Mania a couple of years ago. Fantastic which, game. Um, fantastic game. Really revitalized the fan base. Uh, Sonic Forces was a little bit of a misstep, so I, we, I don't know that we can say the franchise itself is totally revitalized at this point, but I'm hoping that the movies give Sonic a lot more attention and the, uh, the game that's coming out soon, Sonic uh, Frontiers, looks really 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 promising i'm really excited about that you know i think even prior to this movie coming out and and if well prior to the first movie coming out there was a lot of internet you know upheaval about how sonic looked in the original trailers and you can go back and watch those trailers and he just oh, looks yeah. that was frightening atrocious. i think you know but they they decide that they're going to delay the movie so that they can go back and digitally replace sonic with a more accurate representation of what Sonic does and should look like. It's widely well received. Everybody is happy. And I'm still, you know, sitting in my computer chair watching these things going, this movie is still going to suck. I don't know why everybody cares very much. (laughs) And then it comes out and it doesn't suck. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a work of art, but it's certainly an entertaining film. My kids really enjoyed it. And you know what? I watched it one day and I thought, you know, it got a couple laughs out of me. I kind of enjoyed it. So the the massive over uh, over delivering of of product there that I was expecting, I think, built up my hype for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in a way that I overhyped myself for it in some ways. I thought, wow, that one sucked and it was actually really good. Amazing by the standards I thought it was going to be. This one should be really good too. I did like this movie. I liked Sonic the Hedgehog 2. As a film, it did let me down in numerous ways that I, you know, couldn't get out of my mind as I was watching the movie and going along. There were multiple times where I thought, what the heck is going on here? And, and the movie runs at two hours and two minutes long. And I think we could have chopped a good 30 minutes off of that off of that runtime and lost almost nothing of value. I'm speaking specifically about the wedding scene in in Hawaii. I there are some gags in that scene that work for me, but overall, like I said, about 30 minutes right off of the off of the top of that movie would have made it a much more cohesive and enjoyable experience for me, I think. Even my kids at some point I think we're getting a little bit bored during that scene. Um, I I think some of that probably goes into maybe some trying to pull in adults with some other humor that's not Sonic related into the movie. Maybe it's just some amateur filmmaking from a studio that uh, is kind of getting their feet wet. I'm not too sure. Uh, But like I said, overall, I really can't complain. It was a Saturday afternoon. I was at the theater with my kids. They enjoyed it. I more or less really enjoyed the movie. And I think that the scenes with Sonic specifically, the scenes between Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic and Tails, I think are really, really well done. There are some great action set pieces in this movie that star a super fast hedgehog for whatever that's worth. The logic is inconsistent in terms of when Sonic decides to go super fast and when he doesn't. That bothered the heck out of me just kind of on a logical consistency. But other than that, a lot of these scenes I really did enjoy. Overall, I can't be mad that I watched it. Yeah, it's um, the scenes with Sonic and between Sonic and the other um, the other characters were really 
uh, Tails and Knuckles specifically, I, I do agree in hindsight were the highlights of the movie. And if I'm if I'm watching it critically, um, there are some things that I could chop. I think some of the shoehorned and popular references, like when Sonic calls Knuckles the Winter Soldier, are a little clunky and distracting. Um, Jim Carrey's delivery as Robotnik in a couple of places in this movie were just a little too Jim Carrey. I think he avoided that for the most part in the first movie, and in this one, I think it was just in a couple of places not overall overall i think he, this was a real natural continuance from the first movie and i'm impressed at how well he has pulled off this character because i really didn't expect him to right <laughs> and um th there were some places here where he was he was really really eggman like especially the adventure era eggman he really sort of brought that to the fore um he came to make an announcement you could say <laughs> And the but but the character I was probably most nervous about and in the end came away really happy with was Knuckles. Knuckles is my boy. Uh, Sonic Three is my favorite Sonic game, and Knuckles is my favorite Sonic character. That uh, aside from Sonic, I guess uh, Sonic and Tails kind of have their own special place there. But Knuckles, uh, heads and tail, uh, heads and tails, <laughs> heads and shoulders above anybody else in the canon is my favorite Sonic character. And I, I was so nervous because the only place where I've ever been like really, really happy with how Knuckles was portrayed was in the Archie comics way back in the day. And I recognize that characters are going to evolve and grow and change in different permutations. I don't hate the Sonic Boom Knuckles, which is the one that I think is most widely hated because he's just a big dumb lug. You but know, Knuckles... Amy, the problem with calling attention to the breaking of gender. <laughs> I, I've really brought, brought uh, Shukapau here because Shukapau is the current um, resident uh, expert on Sonic memes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you, you, you could say she knows the way the way um but knuckles is a noble warrior and he is more brawn than brains that's kind of how he's always been portrayed but he is strong he is he has a wisdom to him and and he is like nobility and honor is really really big with knuckles and they pulled that off absolutely perfectly still being able to squeeze some humor in there and idris elba was fantastic in this role. absolutely i loved what they did with knuckles like no one could have played him better i i really do think that idris elba kinds of for me at least kind of ends up being the surprising standout in this movie uh there is a there is a dead plan, deadpan delivery to a lot of knuckles lines that i don't think i was expecting from this version of knuckles but really ended up enjoying i thought it was a really good kind of uh, just a, a kind of good counter to the smarmy, quick-witted John Ralphio Sonic the Hedgehog. We get this very loyal, and like you said, in many ways wise, but ultimately kind of dim-witted Knuckles character, but very strong. And Idris Elba really pulls that off. I fall a yeah. little bit on the other side of Jim Carrey with you here. Yes, he's over the top. Yes, he's doing a little bit too much Jim Carrey, but I think that we're getting... To, to see Jim Carrey finally be Jim Carrey again for the first time in a very long time. That is true. And I think that this is, I really think that this is the only role that Jim Carrey can go back to that 
and it not be over the top, that it actually really fits. What other role does he get to really do this in in 2022 and it not be really over the top corny? I loved that he's able to do that again, and it's perfect for that here. I actually really liked Jim Carrey in both of these movies. Happy he's doing it. I didn't think I would, but here I am. I will I will give you that. And, and like I said, for the most part, it, it didn't bother me, and I'm actually having trouble now uh, since it's been just over 24 hours, and I, I'm having trouble remembering like the specific scenes where I felt like it was a little too much. But um, I am still left wondering at this point, what is the deal with his henchmen? Because he just kind of – is he just supposed to be there as kind of a foil to to Eggman's zaniness? Like I don't know – I don't really know what his purpose is because he doesn't really do that much, especially I've in this movie. I've thought the same. I've thought the same. I think that it has to be just a dialogue – a, a dialogue like dump, right? Somebody gotcha. where that that Robotnik has to talk to in order to get some exposition out on the screen. That I makes think sense. That's, I think that's what it is. I did like, and Chukapal, you noticed this. What was the name of the coffee shop? Uh, it was Mean Bean, which was a really <laughs> cool reference to Bean. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean machine. Yes, I caught that reference, actually. <laughs> there was that one. Uh, another reference that I really enjoyed, which was kind of two references in one, there's a part where Sonic rips off a part of a drone and uses it to snowboard down uh, a mountain, which is both a reference to a, um, not really snowboarding, but a boarding scene in the uh, City Escape uh, portion of Sonic Adventure 2, but also the very beginning of Ice Cap Zone in Sonic 3 when he is snowboarding down this mountain before you get into the ice caves. Well, that makes me feel a lot better about that scene because that's one of the scenes I was talking about where he could have gone a lot faster on his feet. Yeah, yeah, he could have, but I I do like the homage uh, with that. So, well, now that I know that, I didn't I didn't catch it, but now that I know that, <laughs> yeah, I do like it better. You know, this movie does come out too in kind of this this era of video game adaptations not being totally awful. Uh, and I think <laughs> growing yeah. up all my life, if I saw a video game movie or television show was coming out, I just anticipated it would be bad, but I would enjoy it for what it was. And now that's not the case. We're we're actually getting some that are good now. Right. The question is, would it be a so bad it's good movie or would it just be a bad movie? That was really the only question. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I want I want to know how you guys kind of rank Sonic and Sonic 2 in terms of overall big or small screen video game adaptations. Well, you haven't seen a lot of video game movies, have you, Shukapal? Uh, Not really, no. I've well, seen you're not missing much, to be I fair. I like that one a lot. <laughs> So why don't we do this? I think I can kind of rank it in, in this instance. But Shukapau, since you've grown up with a lot of different like kids movies, wh- wh- what would you think if Shukapau sort of ranks it compared to other like like franchises, something like, yeah, you like the Minions and How to Train Your Dragon and, and Detective Pikachu, maybe stuff like that? Uh, I will say, and I do want to give a shout out here really quickly to my buddy, uh, Jason Ariola. He does several different podcasts, but he and his friends do a podcast called Multimedia Failure, where they have been going through chronologically uh, and watching video game movies and kind of putting them on an overall ranking at the end of each episode. And it's it's really, really funny. It's um, th- th- This show is pretty kid-friendly as far as language and content, things like that. That one, th- they do get a little raunchy, but um, it, it's a really fun show. And if you like what we're talking about here today, I think you're going to like it. Um, that's given me a lot of refresher on video game movies, which is why I kind of use it here. I would I would say... Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 taken together 
I'm really trying to be objective about this. It's tough. Before this, my favorite video game movie was probably the animated Street Fighter 2 from back in the early 90s. Okay. Um, some of that is nostalgia. I do think it still holds up, but it's very much kind of an anime film and a product of its time. Um, but I also really, really enjoyed Mortal Kombat in a really campy kind of way. Uh, so probably between the two of those is my favorite video game adaptation that I have seen. I would put Sonic and Sonic 2 in the same sort of echelon as those. I, I would watch them as soon as I would watch any other video game movie that I've ever enjoyed. Fair enough. Shukapau, where do you kind of put it in in your own uh, ranking list? Um, I think it's definitely up there with sort of, you know, the great films like Treasure Planet, of course. <laughs> like, it's one of the first ones I thought of. Uh, I'm trying to, like... That's a conversation in and of itself, the Treasure Planet and Jim Hawkins' connection or, like, parallels with Sonic. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know you love that movie. Um, what, about, what about things like How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon is definitely a good series, very well written, uh, excellent world building, especially on like the Netflix shows. I think from a pure quality standpoint, that it's, it's got to be a, that's got to be better than this, right? I would say uh, so. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I just I really liked Sonic Two. It, <laughs> it was just a movie that really clicked with me, and like there's one specific scene I want to talk about, but I'm not sure like how like I want to talk about like the finale. Yeah, like I don't I don't I really don't want to spoil it, but it's it's movie you're gonna see coming and it's it's really like it's it's that signature like sega fan service that they've they've always been sort of known for and it it's just sort of about you know like like sonic gets this sort of ultimate power you know like and well and it's something that's been building through the whole movie that's not just in the plot and like the the MacGuffin, the thing that they're all searching for the whole time yeah but the whole movie starts out with sonic having a conversation with um uh, James Marston, Donut Lord, I forget his name in the movie, but, yeah. <laughs> but about, uh, Tom about Tom Wachowski, yeah, about about Sonic's moment and about Sonic finding out who he is and yeah. and growing up. And it's just and, a really, really cool character moment. Yeah, over the course of the movie, he really just sort of starts to develop. And there's just this stark difference between him and Eggman, where Eggman wants to use his power to just, like, take over the world and, like, eventually the whole universe. And Sonic just, he takes that power. He, like, deadpan just, like, stops this incredible force without, like... But he does it to protect people. Yeah. And he, 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 does, he doesn't do it for power he does yeah. it for his friends and like you know the saying absolute power corrupts absolutely the only people who are really worthy of absolute power are those willing to give it up because they know it's it's too powerful they're not ready for it and i think we're we're, we're veering into spoiler territory here but you would you remind me of one thing i really want to mention another nod uh, it is, in fact, canon. Movie Sonic loves chili dogs. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Well, everything we talk about on the Media Files here, we do give a very stupid and utterly arbitrary rating to. Uh, Shukapal, let's start with you. How do you arbitrarily rate Sonic the Hedgehog 2? 11 rings out of 10. Wow. Ooh, very good. All right. Bedroth, Shiny. how do you arbitrarily rate Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I am going to rate this movie six out of seven Chaos Emeralds. Okay, man, you stole mine. Oh. <laughs> it happens so rarely. I was, you know, I was just going to rate this a Chaos Emerald. It's something that's really good, uh, um, really valuable, 
I think, in terms of the overall landscape of what's going on, uh, but still a little chaotic for what for my taste. <laughs> See, because the explanation of mine here, uh, six out of seven, I, I think that it's it's really, really great. It hits almost all the right points, and I think if it keeps going in this direction, tries a little bit harder next time, it's going to be super. I agree, and I do want to I do want to say this. Something that just really gets on my nerves with with children's films, especially, is using modern pop culture songs with dance numbers and animated characters just bothers me. And this movie just had maybe four too many of those, <laughs> I think, for my taste. It's, I, and it's just it's just a personal pet peeve. I just hate it. Um, you know what? Like I said, a little too chaotic, but overall still, I think, really valuable. You take your family out on a Saturday afternoon, get some matinee tickets, go see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I think most people are going to enjoy themselves. Yeah, I think you're going to have a good time. I think that Sonic is enough in the cultural zeitgeist that if if you're familiar with Sonic and you like what you know, you're going to like this movie. And and I think I, I think that even kids who don't really know a lot about Sonic are going to enjoy this because Lemon Boy is not a super big Sonic fan. I don't think he's ever played a Sonic game and has never really taken in much Sonic media. He just knows about Sonic because you and I are gamers and because of Smash Bros. So and he really enjoyed this movie like a lot. So I think that's a that's a pretty good endorsement. That's a yep. very good endorsement. Like you said, if there is a Sonic 3, I think they're on a good path towards it and if it comes out i'm gonna have you guys back again on the media files but that's all the time we've got and we want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of the media files and thank you again bedroth and shoot kapow for being here this week thank you for having us yep uh thanks for having us the media files is provided by rpgera.com technical assistance is provided by brian the producers are jacksack and zanku i'm on instagram at brewstop that's at b-r-u-c-e-t-o-p-h or at the rpg era discord with the link in the show description where can you guys be found at Chukla, you want to go first uh uh, yeah, I'm at ShootKapow on Twitter, and I'm Lloyd Irving for Smash on Flat.io, where I compose music. And that uh, ShootKapow spelled like it sounds, and yep. uh, Lloyd Irving, that's Lloyd with two L's. Because yep. ShootKapow still believes that Lloyd will someday be in the Smash series. Yeah, <laughs> someday. It kind of is. Smash Flash 2. That's unofficial. Eh. There you go. Yeah. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at VGMPod. And uh, if you look up any of our episodes of uh, Very Good Music, VGM Podcast, you will find a link to our Discord in the show notes where you can join it to interact with us. We've been seeing a lot of activity lately because of uh, some event that's going to be kind of coming to light over the next uh, month or so. And we'd love to have you there. Come and talk to us. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.